You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. Thanks for joining me today, or any day, because you could download these podcasts anytime, (laughs) right? You're not ball and chain to some kind of schedule, right, on a radio station or something. And even a lot of radio station uh, programming is now uh, podcasted, so at your convenience, you could listen. Go to drhoffman.com. If you want to read the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, read the articles. Uh, All the articles that are posted on the newsletter are posted there as well. Um, And for those who who want to email me any questions, topics of interest, I do appreciate it. Questions at drhoffman.net. That is questions at drhoffman.net. So... The conversation continues about cardiovascular disease risk, cholesterol, particularly LDL, and lipoprotein little a. And this is in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. It's from May. Lipoprotein little a and diet. A challenge for a role of saturated fat in cardiovascular disease risk reduction? Let's talk about this. We're finding out, well, we've known now, before I dive into this, it has been suggested in recent literature that a more critical risk factor for cardiovascular disease than high LDL is a high lipoprotein little a that that is a much more important risk factor. So, the role of dietary modification in reducing cardiovascular-related sickness and death has been the focus of studies for many years. Going back to the seven-country study, do you remember the seven-country study? This was done all the way back in 1966. Ansel Keys was the scientist, the seven-country study, and that brought in the whole cholesterol hypothesis, the whole saturated fat is bad hypothesis. That's where that started with Ansel Keys. And it became the seven-country study, but did you know, and it's been debunked since, 
The seven countries used to be 22 countries. They looked at 22 countries. And this is where a lot of lack of integrity happens in scientific research because the 22 countries didn't fit the narrative that Ansel Keys wanted to talk about or pursue was there were a lot of the other countries eating very fatty diets that they didn't have such a high risk of cardiovascular disease. So he chose the seven. He cherry-picked the countries that went along in supporting his hypothesis that saturated fats are bad. This is the seven-country study, which is what started the whole thing about cholesterol and saturated fat. All right. Although reduction of the intake of saturated fats has been robustly associated with lower LDL cholesterol concentrations and increased cardiovascular disease risk, there has been more uncertainty regarding optimal replacement strategy for those saturated fats. However, given the consistent lowering effect of LDL cholesterol, by reducing saturated fat intake, recent observations at this same in, that the same intervention strategy resulted in an increase of lipoprotein little a concentrations. So, it increase lowering saturated fat. This is what they found out can increase lipoprotein little a. Remember what I said in the beginning of this podcast, increased lipoprotein little a is much is more of a determinant of your cardiovascular disease risk of your heart attack risk than a high LDL cholesterol. And I just told you lowering your saturated fat intake increases your lipoprotein little a. So here we have a conundrum. Elevated lipoprotein little a concentrations identified individuals at high risk of cardiovascular disease. And more recent studies identified molecular components of lipoprotein little a as having potential atherogenic importance. Now, targeted interventions to lower lipoprotein little a concentrations and their effect on cardiovascular disease risk are currently being tested in clinical studies. And evidence also suggests a role for lipoprotein little a in aortic valve calcification and diabetes. Thus, Approximately 60 years after its discovery, an abundance of studies have shown that lipoprotein little a is a causal, independent, and prevalent risk factor for atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Recently, multiple guidelines have recommended intervention strategies to reduce the risk associated with elevated lipoprotein little a concentrations. So, some conditions have emerged that influence 
lipoprotein little a concentrations. They can broadly be classified into two categories based on the direction of the effect. Lipoprotein little a increasing and lipoprotein little a decreasing. Those factors that correlate with an increase in lipoprotein little a concentration include the reduction of dietary saturated fat intake, hypothyroidism, menopause, growth hormones, and chronic kidney disease. Hey, 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 this may explain some things. This may explain why hypothyroidism, which often can occur in menopause and after menopause, but certainly before menopause, can show these changes in lipid profiles like lipoprotein little a. So the factors that correlate with the decrease in lipoprotein little a concentration include a diet low in carbohydrate and high in saturated fat intake. They're saying that this is helping to lower lipoprotein little a to reduce to reduce this risk factor, a diet low in carbs and high in saturated fats. So this is the quantitative impact on lipoprotein little a at a population level by these metabolic and environmental factors is relatively less than maybe the impact of genetics. But most available, well, first, the effect of diet, particularly the reduction in dietary saturated fat on lipoprotein little a concentration has been the subject of many studies. From the first report in 1991, evidence generated in the subsequent three decades has provided robust support for a role of dietary regulation of lipoprotein little a. Most available ev evidence to date strongly suggests that replacement of dietary saturated fats with other macronutrients such as monounsaturated fatty acids or carbohydrates increases lipoprotein little a concentration, whereas consistently decreasing LDL cholesterol. They're almost inversely related, which is very interesting. Now, a recent study in a large number of persons of African descent confirmed this observation because dietary saturated fat reduction and replacement with primarily carbohydrates resulted in a 24% increase in lipoprotein little a and a concurrent decrease in LDL cholesterol by about 10%. Other studies have observed an increase in lipoprotein little a and decreases in LDL cholesterol after adoption of a Mediterranean-style diet replacing short uh, replacing saturated fats with monounsaturated fats like olive oil. Are you pulling your hair out yet? Yeah, a Mediterranean-style diet 
which everybody's being told by their, their doctor to follow because it lowers LDL, has this effect of increasing lipoprotein little a. We have to deal with this. So, anyway, they say, and researchers all they always say, although it's premature to draw any definitive conclusions, it seems likely that any net effect on cardiovascular disease prevention might be affected by the relative balance between LDL cholesterol and lipoprotein little a concentrations in a given individual. So on the basis of current guidelines for prevention and management of dyslipidemia to reduce cardiovascular disease risk, an individual with an elevated LDL cholesterol would be advised to replace saturated fat with unsaturated fat because with a low saturated fat diet, LDL cholesterol would decrease significantly. However, lipoprotein little a concentrations would simultaneously increase. So depending on the individual's baseline, lipoprotein A and LDL cholesterol, the relative effect of these two factors regarding cardiovascular disease risk may vary. So in general, a reduction in LDL cholesterol remains still an important goal for risk reduction and reduction in saturated fat intake, like with a Mediterranean-style diet, has been shown as an important part of such a strategy. However, clinical measurements of LDL cholesterol commonly include cholesterol contained in lipoprotein little a, which is typically estimated at 30% of lipoprotein little a mass. So, hence, precision cardiovascular disease risk assessment and management will require measurement of LDL cholesterol that is not confounded by an LP little a content or alternatively a direct measurement of LP little a cholesterol. Such precision guided assessment will be important to accurately quantify the actual reduction in LDL cholesterol concentration in the context of increase lipoprotein little a concentration during dietary interventions. The question arises whether the differential effect of saturated fat compared with carbohydrate intake on LDL properties might contribute to the findings. I would say yes. Thus, although dietary carbohydrates are associated with increased de novo lipogenesis and increased concentration of small, dense LDL particles, the lower LDL cholesterol concentration in response to saturated fat reduction primarily reflects lower concentration of large LDL particles. So guess what? By lowering your saturated fat intake, 
you're also lowering the desirable large LDL particles. So, although studies to date support a role for lipoprotein little a as a cardiovascular disease risk factor, there is more uncertainty regarding a causal role of reducing lipoprotein little a concentration. So, it seems likely that an increase in lipoprotein little a concentration because of a saturated fat reduction might play an underappreciated role as a cardiovascular disease risk determinant in individuals with very high lipoprotein little a concentrations and minor to only modestly elevated LDL concentrations. So given the high prevalence of elevated lipoprotein little a, they estimate about 20 to 25% of the population, which is about 1.4 billion people worldwide. These scenarios highlight the importance of precision, precision nutrition approaches that move beyond a one-size-fits-all dietary prescription for optimal health and disease prevention. So this is very, very important to note because we know now that what lowers lipoprotein little a, which is what you want to do, it's a more important risk factor than that LDL, is to lower your carbohydrates and to increase your saturated fat. By lowering your carbohydrates, your existing LDL becomes a pattern A, fluffy, big, desirable particle rather than a small, dense pattern B, atherogenic particle. That LDL cholesterol becomes small, dense, atherogenic when you increase your carbohydrates. You see, the carbohydrates are the foe. People keep pointing to saturated fat. Saturated fat is beneficial. It's equivalent to pointing to the fire truck at the scene of the fire and blaming the fire truck for the fire. Right? That's what we're talking about. And lipoprotein little a is ever increasing. When we lower saturated fat, as we're told to do as we get older to avoid heart disease, that old standard advice, which is so dinosaur right now, And in the presence of menopause and hypothyroidism, often which occur together or around the same time, which is very, very interesting. We already know that the condition of hypothyroidism hypothyroidism does cause derangements in lipid profiles. That's why it is imperative to address your thyroid and make sure it's working properly. You know what your thyroid depends on for proper functioning and production? And conversion of thyroid hormones, T4 to T3, enough iron. You know where you get iron? No, not spinach, peas, and lentils from animal, from animal protein, from red meat, from dark meat poultry. You want to keep your ferritin levels at around 100. Dr. Hoffman and I talked about this in previous podcasts. We have found out from the Institute of Functional Medicine that you need a ferritin of about 100 to support thyroid. And because of this worldwide thing, 
wave, this trend of moving towards vegetarianism, I'm worried that people are going to increase their cardiovascular risk, not to mention their hypothyroid risk. Right? We need the iron source, we need the saturated fats, and we need that in combination with lower carbohydrates. That's what needs to happen. So, evidence from well-controlled clinical investigations suggests that diet, particularly a reduction in saturated fat intake, affects lipoprotein little a concentrations often in the opposite direction of LDL. Dietary changes as a common non-pharmacologic therapy are critical for the prevention and management of cardiovascular disease risk at the level of public health. And to maximize the beneficial effect, dietary recommendations should be individualized whenever possible. And that's why there is no such thing as one diet fits all. I've been saying that since the beginning of my career. So here we are. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In. This is Intelligent Medicine. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.